you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's Wednesday, February 14th, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Helene Braun, filling in for Jennifer Sinassi. Let's get into the show. According to Coinus Indices at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin continued its rally up 3.5% over the past 24 hours at $51,636. Ether was close behind, sitting at $2,738 and up 2.4% on the day. The Coinus 20 index was mostly in the green over the past 24 hours, led by Internet Computer and Cardano. In traditional markets, both the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 fell over 1% in yesterday's trading. Tuesday saw the release of the U.S. January Consumer Price Index, which indicated stubborn inflation. And in commodities, the Brent crude oil benchmark was trading at $82.92 a barrel. Meanwhile, gold fell below the $2,000 mark to $1,990 an ounce, selling off in reaction to that inflation data. For more in the markets action, let's bring in Matrix Port Head of Research and Strategy, Marcus Thielen. Marcus, Bitcoin is back above $50,000 this morning. We saw a dip for a bit right after the approvals in January, but it's rebounded since. What's behind this recent rally? Yeah, obviously, everybody's focusing on the halving. Everybody's you know, positively surprised about the inflows that we're seeing in the, in the ETFs. Um, but again, you know, we made various arguments that historically, if you would have bought Bitcoin around Chinese New Year, which we're just having right now, on average, you would have made 11% return. And since 2015, you would have made money every year, basically. So this statistic is proven correct again. And plus, we are in a U.S. presidential year and Bitcoin on average rises 192%. You know, if you take the average from 2012, 2016 and 2020, so it's a very bullish scenario right now. I want to ask you about crypto companies' earnings since we had DCG earlier this week and Coinbase is reporting tomorrow after the bell. Is that something that's on your radar at all when you watch markets? Well, I think this earnings report is, again, a bit backward looking. You know, this is a Q4 earnings report. You know, Bitcoin was materially lower, for example. Trading activity was, you know, significantly lower. So, of course, you know, things have changed really in Q1 this year and people looking into, you know, Q2 and really judging not necessarily what corporate management is saying about last quarter, but more about the future. And the question is, you know, the question was actually last year, 
have these companies you know cut enough cost have they become lean enough but this year is all about expansion so i think the earnings itself might not be that important um but of course people are looking for kind of clues uh, what management is seeing in terms of trading activity but nevertheless i think the bitcoin market uh, is in a new bull market i think we're seeing strong demand and it might not necessarily be reflected in corporate earnings but we're definitely seeing this in the flows so and the flows are very bullish right now so speaking of earnings, um, another company that reported earnings last week was MicroStrategy. And of course, you know, the reports are usually about numbers, but there's typically a lot of more information that's being talked about in the reports and in the presentations. And one thing that MicroStrategy mentioned in their report last week is that they're sort of rebranding to a crypto development company or rather a Bitcoin development company. What do you make of that? Well, I guess it's another marketing story ahead of probably another uh, share sale. So I think what's quite interesting is since 2020, MicroStrategy has actually increased the outstanding shares by 40% from, you know, around like 9 million to, you know, to kind of 12, 13 million now. And I think the interesting aspect is every time when MicroStrategy as a stock was overvalued, you know, compared to the price of, of uh, Bitcoin, that uh, actually MicroStrategy issued more shares. So what does this mean? If we run a regression analysis, uh, the share price versus the price of Bitcoin, um, you know, we can identify right now, MicroStrategy is 20% overvalued versus the price of Bitcoin. And end of December, we came out with also like a similar analysis that was covered by you know, Coinbase print media, basically. Uh, and back then we said MicroStrategy, the share price is 26% overvalued. And of course, the shares dropped from 700 to 500, but now they have rallied again from 500 to 700. And it's interesting that we have seen in November and in December, uh, when the share price was overvalued, MicroStrategy issuing more shares and of course, subsequently buying more Bitcoin. In January, we have not seen this. Why? Well, because the share price dropped actually below the fair value based on our regression model. And therefore, MicroStrategy didn't, didn't do anything. But now the share price is again overvalued. So we assume MicroStrategy is going to issue more shares and subsequently buy more Bitcoin and get more levered up into the halving period. So how does this overvaluation happen? Yes, very interesting question. So you are, not, you are a traditional stock investor. How do you trade you know, the, the Bitcoin ETF kind of news, right? If you are like in, in Q4, you don't have many vehicles yet. But of course, you know, in the run-up, to the uh, ETF approval, MicroStrategy share price has outperformed a lot because people needed to get exposure. And normal equity investors, they cannot suddenly buy you know, Bitcoin through various crypto exchanges. They have to stay within their universe of, of uh, equities, basically. And this is how uh, MicroStrategy has become overvalued. And of course, here again, right? people look for more leverage into the cycle. We know that MicroStrategy has taken on, on debt to really gear up a little bit. You know, it's not really that, that large, but when you look how in November and in December, they kind of issued around 5% uh, additional shares, uh, so which is quite actually a lot. But I think uh, here it's kind of like investors, they want to get exposure. And again, not every investor can buy, you know, Bitcoin spot or Bitcoin futures. So they have to stay within the equity universe. And if you want to, you know, trade this halving cycle, for example, or this halving period, you just buy either mining stocks or you buy something that is sort of like a, uh, a proxy ETF, which is MicroStrategy.
Global crypto regulation, the disruptive power of AI, the rise of tokenization. Consensus is the one event where experts convene to talk about the ideas shaping our digital future. Join developers, investors, founders, brands, policymakers, and plenty more in Austin, Texas from May 29th to the 31st. The 10th annual Consensus is curated by Coindesk to feature the industry's most sought-after speakers, unparalleled networking opportunities, and unforgettable experiences. Take 15% off with this registration code, MD15. Register now at consensus.coindesk.com. So let's talk about the halving uh, for a little longer because it's obviously a huge deal in markets right now. What do you expect the immediate and long-term price reaction for Bitcoin to be? Well, I think we, you know, we kind of rally into into this halving uh, because everybody gets, you know, geared up. Of course, Bitcoin has reclaimed the one trillion market cap, which is, of course, you know, a massive number. Um, but I think when you run really kind of like the bands around the halving, I think you realize that if you would have bought around 300 to 400 days before the halving and held for an equal amount, you really captured most of kind of the bull market periods. And crypto or Bitcoin itself went through a bull market in, in 2011, in 2013, in 2017, and in 2021. But the key factor is how do you kind of like capture the, the entry and the exit timing. And the entry and exit timing is around 300 to 400 days, again, before the halving, as well as after the halving. So what the halving actually indicates, it of course indicates there is you know, less Bitcoin being mined. And historically, what we have seen is actually that miners restricting the flow onto exchanges. So basically, you know, they're kind of like little, you know, I guess, reverse cornering the market. And that has caused the Bitcoin price to go up. But I think the interesting aspect is really, I think what's, what's more critical here is that it, that it indicates this bull market might last another 12 to 18 months. And I think this is quite significant. But of course, last week, we also saw that 1.2 billion US dollars uh, was bought in these Bitcoin ETFs versus around 300 million US dollars were just mined you know, through, through the miners. So there is a large imbalance happening right now. And of course, after the halving, this imbalance is going to even get, get more perverse because only half of those Bitcoins are going to get, get mined because the reward is going to be cut in half. Well, but if the demand still continues for these ETFs, then of course you get this parabolic move upwards. And I think that's what everybody is, is looking for. And I think this is why we, we really in an interesting period now because we never had this where traditional investors were buying Bitcoin but these traditional investors have actually large amount of, of capital available. This was never before there. So, Marcus, speaking of ETFs, on this show, we've been hearing analysts looking at the potential of a spot Ether ETF as a catalyst for some of Ether's price action earlier this year. Today, your team at 10X Research released a note laying out some of the signals that you've been seeing regarding the price of ETH. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so we run you know, various trading systems. And, you know, they look for pattern analysis when we had like a similar, you know, setup, you know, what's the probability that we're going to rally further? And, you know, something that we have identified in various reports is, is of course, you know, this technical level of 2,500 and then the next one at 2,750. And we're kind of like struggling with this level right now. And it's very interesting because it's sort of like, you know, the Fibonacci retracement from the, from the you know, bull market peak 
Um, and of course, keeping in mind that the bull market really peaked when U.S. interest rates bottomed and reversed. And I think right now we're looking actually that U.S. interest rates are going to be lower this year. So the, the, the picture is completely opposite. But if this level of 2,750 breaks, which based on our models and our trading you know, signals indicates, then I think we can probably see a relatively quick move to 3,400. So we are really quite bullish, but I think, you know, it's not that we always like wildly bullish, but I think uh, this time, you know, the, the, all the, the lights and the analysis is really, you know, pointing towards, uh, you know, a strong rally. And I think it really fits in perfectly, you know, exactly as you said, you know, if these ETFs also gain traction for Ethereum, which it seems, you know, quite likely because, you know, the SEC probably, you know, made a good decision here that Bitcoin ETFs will be traded so far. There has been no problem, you know, on the operation side, valuation or any, you know, anything. So this is really like a smooth operation. And I think this is going to give the SEC a lot of confidence that also the same operational uh, setup is going to work for Ethereum. And I think this is why it's very likely that we're going to get an Ethereum ETF. And I think this is why Ethereum probably is going to rally further this year. So just going back to Bitcoin for a second again, as we are at $50,000. When you joined us in early January, you were projecting Bitcoin at $80,000 at the end of the year. Last week, that projection was moved to $70,000. What changed your mind? And I mean, we are at $50,000 right now. So is this the time to sell or should investors hold? Yeah, very interesting you know, example here. So in October 2022, we came out with a report that this is the time of the mid-having low when Bitcoin was trading around 20,000 and our analysis indicated that at the halving, we would be at 63,000. So this, of course, was a you know, massive projection, but I think at 50,000, we are like relatively close with two months to go until the halving. And then, you know, to answer your question really is, why did we change our mind in terms of like, you know, accelerating really this move to 70,000? Well, last year on February 1st, we came out with our 2023 Bitcoin prediction and this was based on our January signal or January effect analysis, which, you know, Bitcoin was just trading at 22,000. But based on the January effect, we projected it might end up at 45,000 by December. And of course, we were at 44,000, so we're very, very close. But this year, our, our uh, January effect model is just predicting, you know, a bullish scenario, as I was just saying, because of the presidential election and other factors. But because of the January you know, performance was relatively mediocre, right? We were just barely up. Um, our model predicts we might be only rallying to 70,000. Of course, 70,000 could be quite, uh, you know, reachable if we get a move, but, you know, it's a conservative model uh, in the sense, but it's just based on the January effect. And again, last year it was really spot on. And this year we are confident that we can at least uh, reach 70,000. All right, Marcus, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. That was Marcus Thielen, Matrixport Head of Research and Strategy. And that's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Snassi. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jensen Assey. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily.